Welcome to I Love Palm Beach. We talk about everything Palm Beach County, Florida has to offer and why you should make it your home. We are a team of real estate professionals who love where we live, and we want to show you why you will love Palm Beach too. You'll learn about our hobbies and our lifestyle stories for fun and amazing things to do. Follow in our search for stories to find the best of. Whether it's a specific food or service, Palm Beach has it all and does it bigger and better. Or follow our local hero stories to discover the amazing people who call Palm Beach home. And now, here's your host, Rebecca Giacoba. Hi, everybody. Um, This podcast is I Love Palm Beach. And today we are going to talk to some mortgage professionals. One of the things that's happened through pandemic is a lot of people have put their mortgages on what's called forbearance. And that means that they were able to quit paying their mortgage and put it on the back end. But as we're starting to come back into the real world again, and the forbearances are stopping, people are going to have to start paying their mortgages again. And then some of them were behind before they even got on forbearance. So one of the questions we were just talking about before we started the podcast was, when is the mortgage? And the original story that I heard was the end of September, it was supposed to stop. The end of June, it was supposed to stop. I know they've extended multifamily forbearances till the end of September. Has anybody heard anything else? I thought it was the end of September, but looking up, I see it's June 30th. So seven days, unless the administration changes that. Right, right. Which very well could happen. Right. And then our multifamily clients, they have till the end of September, I believe. Now, I think that it may get extended residential even till the end of September. Anybody heard anything different? Yeah, I think right now that's what we're waiting to hear on was a, is whether it's going to be September or November or December or sometime, you know, towards, you know, in the fall, we're still waiting to hear what the decision is going to be. Okay, um, let's go around really quick and let everybody introduce themselves and say what you do and what your forte is. Everybody here is in the mortgage business and they all have special little niches. So Let's start with JP. You want to do a brief little intro about what you do and what you're good at? Sure. Um, what I specialize in is really first-time home buyers. Okay. Um, work with home loan experts. I'm a wholesale mortgage broker, so I'm very flexible on uh, terms and rates, as you know. Um, we do down payment assistance, self-employed borrowers, bank statement programs. Okay, very good. And then Eric, he's like our, you know, works for our national company. He's cross-country. Do you want to say a few things about that? Yes. So Eric Rossford, cross-country mortgage, yeah, uh, large company. Um, however, I focus only in uh, in Florida. Uh, I have a designation of R- RCSD, which is a real estate collaboration specialist in divorce. Okay. All right. And then Brian, you do some unique things. He's got a really unique mortgage product that you want to mention a few things. Sure, sure. sure. Uh, thanks, Rebecca. Hey, um, I, I take the 
a planning approach, a financial advisor's approach, and two areas of specialty. One is showing folks how for the same or lower monthly payments, they can pay off their mortgage in one half to one third the time. And the idea is a first position home equity line of credit that's used as an offset to their cash flow and their checking and savings. Um, so um, really quick, if somebody was in trouble or in forbearance right now, would this be something that they could get into? No. Or do you, no. Okay. So this is somebody that squeaky clean, doesn't ever want to enter into forbearance. It's probably middle, upper middle market, 720 credit scores, 80% loan to value, 30,000 in reserves. So it's really for someone who is maybe a bit more financially savvy than certainly not first-time home buyers mm-hmm. and certainly not somebody that's in trouble on their on their mortgage. Okay, great. And the second and I want I wanted this diversity because sometimes we're gonna have to think outside of the box. And I want you guys to know each other, to know where to go if we need to solve a client. If I could, the second part was reverse mortgages. And that is a great potential forbearance type situation, depending on their age. Now yeah, I, I love reverses. Yeah. And then I want to introduce Anne down here, and she works for a small private bank called Waterman. And talk a little bit about what you do. Um, sometimes those small private banks get things done like nobody else does. So, yeah, so I work a small private bank called Waterman Bank, uh, and they're located in Illinois, but we have a mortgage office located in West Palm Beach. I do everything from residential mortgages to, you know, obviously refinances. We do VAs as well, FHA. My specialty is working with self-employed individuals, helping business owners, looking at kind of the bigger picture. Because we're a federal bank, I can do mortgages uh, in all 50 states, which is exciting. And we can also do some commercial loans. So what's exciting about that is, of course, if if somebody doesn't qualify for, you know, our property doesn't qualify for a regular, which I had happen in the equestrian community, residential type mortgage, we can figure out how to make it a portfolio loan or make it a commercial loan. So that gives us a little bit more options with clients, which is great. Okay, well, let's go back to the subject at hand forbearance. So let's presume that we're going to be coming out of this at the end of this month. And what does everybody think that we're going to start seeing? I know that they were stating that the forbearance has had to be put on the back end of the loan, but the people have to come out of it, start making their regular mortgage payments. I hear the big crisis is the people that were two or three months behind before they were put on forbearance and that those monies were not put on the back end. Does anybody know anything about that? Okay. I was just going to say that I think depending on the actual mortgage company, the programs can vary. And so some of them can do like a restructuring of the loan, pretty much a refinance, or they can tack on the payments to the back end. So it really is up to the mortgage company and the people and what they're looking for. So either in essence, you're you're extending the life of the loan by X amount of time. Um, for example, let's say a year or two by adding in the additional interest that the people stop paying and their mortgage payments, or you end up restructuring the loan and, and in essence, refinancing and starting over. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I've, I've heard, I've had a couple of clients call me too. It's definitely depending upon the bank because some are not adding all the money to the back. They're requesting some people have to make some, like if some people were past due and then they did a forbearance, that's past due payments. Forbearance part they're putting on the back, but the past due payments they have to come up. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing too. I don't know if you guys know this, but back when the market crashed, I did REOs, bank, and I did short sales. So that is my background. I still get a lot of data from a lot of people, and that's what I'm hearing. Now, do I ever want to sell an REO again? No, I don't. It's the hardest thing ever, but I do want to be able to help the people. Eric, did you have something to say on that? I do. When it comes to forbearance, if, you, if you're looking to either refinance or, or purchase a new property, let's say you had a, an investment, pro, you had a departing primary that, that was in forbearance, there are some guidelines you have to take into account to purchase or refinance. If you're currently in a conventional product through Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, you need to be reestablished and have made three consecutive payments. With, okay. FHA, with FHA, it's reestablished six consecutive payments, or you have the offer of coming coming whole on the payments. One thing that I have seen a couple times is people that have gone into forbearance, when we do what's called a data verify on them, it doesn't show on their credit report, but it will pull up farther down along the chain is it will red flag them for pre-foreclosure, even though they never went into pre-foreclosure. And then I'll let Anyone else, if you guys want to talk about modifications, I can talk about modifications too. But that's something to just be aware of. Even though you didn't go into pre-foreclosure and you're looking to buy a refinance, be prepared to, to have some documentation for that. I've been getting a lot of calls from clients that are watching Zillow and Zillow has a pre-foreclosure section. And they're like, why are there so many? And what does that mean? And I want to buy these. I said, all it means is that they could be in forbearance, they could be behind on their payments, doesn't mean their house is ever going to be there for sale. So everybody's looking right now for those good deals. And I don't think we're going to see any good deals here in the near future. I think our prices are going to continue to rise. But Brian, did you have anything to add? For some, depending on their age, 62 and older, uh, reverse mortgage uh, as a possibility. Because remember, it's not dependent upon income. Uh, it's dependent upon their age and, of course, their equity. Right now, there's over a million seniors with mortgages. So there's probably going to be a lot of those out there. And, and a relatively new program called Equivest starts at age 60. So that's a possibility as well. Hey, Brian, let me ask you a question. Just like Eric said, because that was a great point that you you got people that are in forbearance. Trying, I have people call me up. They want to refi. They know that they're going to come out of forbearance, but you can't because you have to add that conventional three months good payments. How is it working? Let's say somebody went to forbearance and they're 61. Now they turn 62. They were in, for, in forbearance and they want to do a reverse. Is there any same stipulations like we have on conventional FHA? No. So that's good. No. So so that's a that's a... A, a real good uh, potential solution for them. Absolutely. That is a great solution. And the, the Equivest uh, program, a bit different than a reverse mortgage for someone 60 and older, allows them to drop their payments down to interest only. They, they need to have at least 10 years left on their mortgage 
and they need to have at least 10 years on their mortgage remaining. And uh, that drops their payment down to interest only for 10 years. And then it goes automatically to a reverse. Okay. And it's a, and it's a reverse home equity line of credit that they can determine whether they're going to take a stream of payments or just take it as a line of credit. Oh, line of credit. And it's, yeah. is it, so at 60, they can start that. And then at 62 is when it turns into the reverse? No. Then, then they're in the program for 10 years. So then they're interest only for, they're making payments, but only interest only. So, and we've I've seen you know one one in particular went from fifteen hundred dollar a month principal and interest down to a little bit less than five hundred a month. So then, at essentially seventy, they can just start taking the equity. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Just or, like a reverse, or, and or of course stop making pay, not, not making any more pay. payments. Right. But they can they take out a lump sum or anything like that or. At 70, in, in that program, yes, uh, at, at 70, but it's 10 years into it. So regardless of, you have to start at 60 and you have to wait till 70. Just for that program, which is not technically a reverse. Okay, interesting. So what are we going to say to people that cannot make their mortgage payment? Let's say, I know a lot of people just don't want to go back to their job and they haven't been, there he is. Hi, Steve. Jump in. We're gonna we're talking here for a minute, and then hey, we'll Rebecca, let you. How are you? Nice to meet you. Well, I'll introduce nice you in you. one second. As I was saying, so they still haven't gone back to work. They don't want to go back to work. They're in forbearance, and now they have to make their mortgage payment. What are we going to start saying to people? Besides, you need to get some kind of job to make your mortgage payment. <laughs> Well, I think, you know, that's that's the biggest thing. First of all, we don't know when the forbearance is going to end. And right. usually it takes about, you know, a lack of three monthly payments before they go into foreclosure. Um, then depending on which part of the country the people are going to be located, you know, if they're in the Midwest, uh, you know, you're not allowed to foreclose in properties in the, you know, in the Midwest in the middle of winter, for example. So then and that buys people some time until the spring. But I think definitely, you know, so so I think people need to start thinking about that, of course. And but after that, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a really tough situation for those people who who are still not employed. I mean, right now, I think the latest numbers were are still nine million people who are you know seeking employment. And of course, there is the additional issue of some of those people don't want to be employed because they're the lack of, you know, the compensation for the work they're doing hasn't been keeping up with the cost of living. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I think a lot of people are going to be looking for jobs in the near future, I would assume. Well, I do know that here, at least in Florida, most people have quite a bit of equity in their homes. So I don't see foreclosure is going to be a huge problem. I'm hoping it's going to bring some inventory into the market. But really quick before we go on that subject, um, Steve just came in and he's an expert on foreclosures and short sales. And I just wanted you to introduce yourself and comment. So my name is Steve Manley. I'm a uh, licensed agent in Tennessee. I basically work in Middle Tennessee and in Massachusetts. Uh, and I live in, I split my time between Eastern Mass and primarily in Eastern Mass and some in Tennessee. And I've been doing, uh, working with people that are having difficulty with their mortgage helped hundreds of people. I do it across the United States, kind of been mm -hmm. through other realtors, you know, uh, by via proxy, basically, where they 
list and so on and so forth since I'm not licensed there, but me and my team do the heavy lifting. You know, right now, going forward, I mean, we can, I think most people can agree that's been in this business for a, a good while that what's going on right now is unsustainable. Um, the, the, you know, the appreciation rates and pricing and people way overpaying. I mean, I, any buy, regular buyers that I'm working with, I just tell them, please tell me you're going to stay here at least three to five years because I'm never comfortable advising people not to get a home inspection. I never would do so. People think it's a great market. I, I tend to think it's a, a troubled market and it's basically not a normal market. It's a, as a result of, um, government intervention, which I understand we don't want to throw people out of the house in the, in the middle of a pandemic, but as well, as long as we keep this going and we're not transitioning people into the, you know, out of the bad situation they're in. And to your point, Rebecca, you know, there is a lot of equity out there. Um, some of it's not real, <laughs> in my humble opinion. I mean, it is, right. but at the same time, it's inflated. But some of the things that we can do to help people, you know, in these forbearances, you know, depending on whether they're Fannie, Freddie, conventional, there's some di- differences, but you know, basically what we're saying is, hey, we're going to, you know, and they can do it in different ways. They can reduce the interest. If it's a, bar- a variable rate, they can make it fixed. There's a lot of little tools in their tool bag that they can use. But at the end of the day, you know, what is the people's, what is the homeowner's real position? If they have a lot of equity, do they need to sell before they start losing the equity? I do a lot of work with a lot of bankruptcy attorneys, attorneys who help people avoid foreclosure. Uh, a lot of times you can, you know, have them work with an attorney and just see if there's anything wrong with the mortgage. You'll be surprised how many times there really is something not quite right about the mortgage. I'll give you a quick example. One I just did in Massachusetts recently where the lady came to me and when I was going through her loan documents, I could see that the loan was made in this woman's name, but the property prior to the loan being made was placed in the name of a trust. That's a problem. She owes them the money, but do they really have a claim against the property? Right. And so we actually won that case in the land court. The land court judge just basically said, hey, I, I would suggest you guys find a uh, a solution to this problem. So they they allowed her to sell the property. She was well upside down on this property. She actually got paid $30,000 by the bank for their mistake. And also they allowed the buyer to give her a, a kickback of $40,000. So Wow. Yeah. So these things really do happen. And uh, with bankruptcy attorneys, you can a lot of times in these states, um, you can buy them more time as you're going through the short sale process. Um, I don't know how many of you have done a lot of shorts. If if you had done a lot of short sales, I've done several hundred of them, hundreds of them now uh, across the country. And, um, you know, they're not particularly fun, (laughs) but they can be very rewarding because let's face it, you know, when we think about real estate, home ownership, that's really generational, right? That's to say that, you know, if I own a home and when I pass, I hit, that's part of my estate that's going to my, you know, my children. And when we don't have, and people lose that, that can affect the ability of the next generation to be able to get into the home ownership market. So um, I think going forward, and one of the attorneys that I do work with up here in Massachusetts just recently called me and said some of his clients who are in forbearance uh, are calling panicked because they're saying that what they need to do is a loan mod, you know, which through a loan mod, they can reduce the rate, they can reduce the principal, right. but they're not qualifying. So 
um, you know, that's a problem. I think a lot of them were under the impression that just by default, they were going to be able to uh, do a loan mod. It's not, you know, not working out to be. Why are they not qualifying? Are they not working again? And that's one of the requirements. They're not working. They're not making enough money. Right. Um, you know, again, you know, you have a servicer who service in the debt for somebody who owns the debt. Right. And, you know, ultimately it's, you know, depending on who owns the debt and what kind of loan it is, there's some laws that they have to, to abide by. But, um, you know, that's a great point, Steve, because um, I think a lot of people when, you know, they think they have a lot of equity in their home and they may, all of a sudden their homes have gone up 50,000, 150, 250,000, you know, some, you know, huge amount in the last year or two. But they can't tap into that. And I think that's the scariest thing for people all of a sudden to realize, like Steve's saying, that, great, I have this equity. It would, if I was able to access it, I could, you know, survive X amount of time and help me get back on my feet. But if you don't have, if you can't show that income, if you can't back that you're going to be able to repay, you know, whatever cash out you're trying to get out of your mortgage, you, you just can't access it. And I think that's something that people just don't think about. And that's, you know, we're having a job where being, you know, being salaried really helps for sure. Um, especially, you know, as a, as a, right now, the regulations are so strict, especially on self-employed income. Um, there are some bank statement loans that people can use, you know, if they all of a sudden have a new job or, you know, that, you know, before they can use or they're self-employed, but those rates are going to be much higher than a conventional loan. So, so then you're looking at, you know, just these are things that people really have to think about as they're, um, they start, you know, figuring out how to move forward and coming out of their forbearance. Yeah. Most people don't realize that that's the biggest thing, just like when buying a house, your ability to repay in a modification. It's actually, I started in the mortgage business with modifications in 2008 when they were hitting. And a lot of people, everybody thought they qualified for modification just because of the situation that was going on. But most people didn't qualify because of the fact of their income. They didn't have income or their income was reduced. So not only could they not afford the payment they were currently at, but even at a modified payment, they couldn't afford it. So that's a big, it's a big thing. You have to have the ability to repay, um, you know, when doing a modification. Okay, well, I'm going to recap this meeting. I only wanted to keep you guys for about 30 minutes, but um, with everyone's permission, I'd like to do this once a month. As things are changing, I really want to keep people abreast. What's going on, especially in the Florida market, in particular Palm Beach County? And Steve, I think you can be a lot of help to our people, even if you're out of state. You seem to know your way around, and um, I'd love to add these resources. So. I guess the recap is, is we're not sure when the forbearances are going to stop. We believe it could be the end of this month, next week. I have a feeling it may get extended to September. Um, but as long as these people have jobs, they're fine. But if they don't, I think the answer is we need to talk about getting their loans modified. And then if not, they're going to need to sell. But then we have to figure out where we're going to put them. If they've got the equity, they can sell. If not, Steve, you're doing the short sale for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Better than the alternative for the foreclosure. And if everybody would just like to add something, a tip, um, we will move on. And I really appreciate everybody doing this today. 
and I look forward to next month. But. I'd love to add just one thing. I know yeah. that right now, um, a lot of buyers have been frustrated by the lack of the, um, you know, housing inventory, of course, across the country, not just in Palm Beach County, but Palm Beach County, for sure. I have firsthand experience here. Uh, but I just want to say that I really do think that the time is going to come where there's going to be more inventory. I think there's a lot of people who weren't selling because they were still afraid uh, because of COVID to sell their houses. They were afraid mm -hmm. of the virus. And now as more people become vaccinated, as things are opening up, you know, people are more comfortable with putting their house on the market and moving. And so I think that will increase the supply as well as, you know, unfortunately the, the you know, future foreclosures will increase the supply as well. So I do think that there is going to be more inventory on the market. And so that um, I really do want to give the buyer some hope because I think a lot of buyers have pulled back from, from I agree. offers in. And I think it's not all doom and gloom. You know, it's unfortunate that some things are going to shift, but I think um, also there is, you know, there are jobs available. Businesses are opening up again and new ones are going to start opening up again. And there's always a wave in markets where, during the pandemic, so many businesses shut down. I'm sure, you know, uh, entrepreneurial as America is, there will be more businesses opening up, more jobs available. So I, I just don't um, don't want to leave on such a gloomy note that, you know, with the forbearances and short sales, et cetera, I think there's a lot of hope and, and I think people need to think to that as well. I agree I with agree. that as well, because um, the buyer's been different. We've had in the past six, eight months in the past year, it's a different buyer. You got people coming with cash from states where the house is in New York, California. The, that's why they're overpaying. It's like, well, I can get this for $500,000. i will pay you five fifty because a house like this in New York is a million or in California. Right. And that's why we have a different buyer. And that's why a lot of, I have six people approved FHA can't, can't find a house. Can't keep, it, it, people won't even take their contract because I have a cash buyer, you know. So that's, uh, that's got to open up again, too. And I think you made a good point in saying that a lot of people, how many people really want to sell their house, but didn't because they were afraid of showing. I mean, we had buyers too. We had people not even going looking at houses. They're buying them sight unseen. They're buying them, you know, over the phone and on, and on the internet. So that's got to change too. Um, you know, in the future, we got to get more, you know, it's, especially with the first, first time home buyers, uh, the American dream that's kind of gone away during the pandemic, you know? So, uh, Hopefully that'll come back again too. Brian, do you have anything to add, Eric? So I guess I guess a tip I'll add on uh, on forbearance, and I'm not knocking forbearance at all. I I think it was uh, the intention, the the purpose of it was great. In my experience, my personal experience, I've talked to a lot of clients who really didn't know what they what they were signing for. They so this is a great time. The time is now because we don't know exactly when it's going to end. So my advice, go back through, see your exact situation, see when, what you signed and have all that information. Yeah. And anybody that signed anything out there listening, please bring it to me. I'll get the right one of these professionals to talk to you and go over it. But let's make sure you know what you signed and what your alternatives are. Um, big, big picture is you can't beat a solid financial plan and a solid financial plan should have six to 12 months emergency cash reserves and other options for 
something like this to happen. It, it doesn't have to be a pandemic. It could be an accident, an illness, a medical diagnosis. It could be a lot of things that could sidetrack people. Just, just so happens that right now, a lot of it's been pandemic. So don't buy more house than you can afford. Don't live beyond your means, save money. You know, that that's that's really my my message. And, and my um, interest in the mortgage business is to help people do that better. Yes. And, and, if you have, and if you have done that, let's get that house sold. Let's get your equity in the bank. Let's get you downsized so you can breathe and live freely. I know a lot of our Floridians are selling their big waterfronts and they're going to you, Steve, in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> they're smart. Oh, no, but... yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. Well, thank you. Thank you all again. And I look forward to seeing you next month. Anybody needs anything from me, please reach out and I will talk to you all soon. Thank you. Thanks thank so you. much. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's show, and we hope you visit again next week. Please share with your friends, and we look forward to showing you around our amazing city soon. Visit GiaRealty.com. That's G-I-A-R-E-A-L-T-Y team.com. Or you can call us at 561-203-4661.